How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just continue our conversation about cannabis. Um, today's podcast is going to go over a little history lesson. No, <laughs> funny enough, history is like one of my favorite subjects to, like in general, like I love history, history, science, math, pretty much everything, but reading was like one of my favorite like subjects to study in, in school, but Unfortunately, you don't really ever go into the history of cannabis, obviously, <laughs> but I want to talk about uh, it's it's predominantly its history here in the United States. I mean, cannabis has been something of a known substance throughout human history. Honestly, you can go all the way back to prior to ancient Egyptian time periods to see the influence of cannabis, um, but it's been a part of, of human civilization for quite a while. But uh, today's podcast, I just kind of want to go over just the American version of or American history of, of cannabis. So even from the very beginning, our founding fathers, actually, funny enough, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, two famous presidents of ours, um, they actually on their farms, they grew hemp or, or marijuana plant. Essentially, they used it for both the THC content of the drug and then also the the byproduct of the plant itself and the many different uses you can get from the cannabis plant. Um, and I'm going to go into like more, there's going to be a lot of questions about THC. Uh, what is hemp? What is CBD? I'm going to go over that tomorrow. So if you are hearing some terminologies, don't worry tomorrow. We're going to go into what those things are. Essentially just think that THC, I'm just going to oversimplify it for now. But THC is essentially the, the part of the uh, cannabis plant that gives people the psychedelic effects. The part when you hear people say, I'm getting high, generally comes from THC. And so, um, you know, even back then, they knew that there was some aspects of, of THC that was medicinal in some aspects. And even then, they knew the differences of, of like, the, the male and female plants and, like, the different usages for the, for the plants. And then... Going into the mid 1800s, uh, a lot of uh, pharmaceutical companies started to uh, apply medicinal purposes for cannabis back in those days. And what they would do is they would essentially take cannabis and mix it with like an al- like an alcohol based tincture. They would mix it together to use for such things as I, I couldn't even believe this, but they were using it as over the counter treatment for things such as like uh, cholera rabies i mean for most people like if you know anything about rabies if you get it and you don't get it treated immediately there's no way of curing it but i guess supposedly they were using over-the-counter treatment for rabies for alcoholism opioid addiction leprosy gout convulsions insanity menstrual cramps for ladies and honestly if you look at today 150 or 170 years later a lot of those things, except for like a few, I don't know about cholera or rabies, but uh, for like opioid addiction, I don't know about leprosy, but gout, uh, insanity, menstrual cramps, like I know for sure, like working in the industry, I would get a lot of people coming in for like different medical conditions and hearing about how cannabis has just revolutionized their, their health pretty much. So it's funny to see that during the time period, a lot of pharmaceutical companies, a lot of local drugstores we're using cannabis for, for those purposes to help people treat those, those conditions. Then in um, supposedly in 1889, the Lancet, which is like one of the oldest, like leading peer reviewed medical journals, 
uh, a doctor by the name of EA Burt actually outlined the uses for cannabis to help treat um, specifically like opioid withdrawals uh, symptoms like nausea, vomiting, like the cravings for, for opioids. And I mean, to this day, we, we, or not to this day, but now we use those things like in any medis like any state that has medicinal usage for cannabis, medicinal means for like medical purposes. I want to say over tw- like a majority of states, definitely like I think in the number of like 30 states are medicinal now in the US out of the 50. And that's not recreational. That means like those states allow some form of cannabis usage for medicinal purposes or for medical purposes. But everywhere back then they were using it, which is super cool. Um, and then as we started to get into like the early 1900s, this is when you start to see like the negative connotation, like where this whole, where we're at nowadays with like trying to legalize marijuana and get away from this stigma of it being a bad drug or just being something bad for you in general this is where this all started. And so essentially, um, during the Great Depression of the 1930s, there was a, a huge influx of a lot of unemployment. And a lot of people blamed a lot of uh, Mexican immigrants for for why they were losing jobs. I mean, <laughs> if this isn't a reflection of current current standards, honestly, it's just funny to see like how in history, this negative stigma, it's like history repeats itself. But essentially... A lot of people were blaming Mexican immigrants for a, a lot of reasons for why people were losing their jobs when, honestly, it was just a Great Depression. Every, it was just a difficult time period for everyone, but everyone wanted to point the finger to someone, and so it was easy to point towards Mexicans. And so, essentially, instead of calling um, cannabis cannabis and you know talking about the plant hemp in general, anything to do with, with cannabis – they started to use the word marijuana as a negative way of talking about cannabis. And so the people that wanted to give like a negative connotation to marijuana usage or cannabis usage, excuse me, they started to, to instead of calling it cannabis, they were calling it marijuana because that's just the, the slang way um, people from Mexico called the drug. And so from that point forward, a lot of like religious communities, um, very conservative individuals, and just anyone that was like anti-cannabis started to to pro-market the use of the word marijuana. And so when people started to hear the word marijuana, it started to have like a negative idea towards it. And they started to contri- like start to claim that marijuana was like a contributing factor to like increases in violence and crime. And just like other like at the time what things that they would consider like sociably misbehaviors essentially. And so at that point, by 1931, 29 states uh, outlawed marijuana. It's so wild to think about that. And essentially like that many states nowadays that are legalizing it for um, medicinal purposes in 1931, they went ahead and and outlawed marijuana. At the same time, um, a lot of like, a lot of demand for medications for cannabis start to increase, especially in these states where it was starting to become outlawed. And so you started to see a lot of American companies trying to sell the extracts for, for cannabis for a lot of different purposes. 
And around this time period in 1933, a guy by the name, and this is the, honestly uh, to this day, like one of considered the guy that really spearheaded the campaign to end legal marijuana and to get it to be a banned drug. This guy by the name of William Hertz. And I didn't even know this, but he, uh, he actually was an owner of like 28 newspapers in the mid 1920s. And he would publish like sensationalistic like stories about how cannabis usage or marijuana usage was linked to a lot of like violent acts in society and how there was like nothing beneficial about cannabis whatsoever. And he would never use the words cannabis or hemp. He would always use the word uh, marijuana. And a lot of people uh, think that the reason why he was like anti-cannabis, like reflecting on it now, was because he had a lot of financial interest in lumber and paper. And, and those industries really wanted to combat the usage of hemp because hemp could be used for a lot of different usages from like clothing, um, a paper replacement. I mean, honestly, trees in general, like you could like the byproduct of, of wood you can get out of hemp as well. And we'll go over that tomorrow. Finally, uh, the Bureau of Narcotics in 1936 came out and was urging the federal government to kind of like mandate and control the regulation of, of, of marijuana because they were claiming that it was causing uh, mental issues for people and it was causing a lot of moral um, uh, in ir- irregularities for people. Like they just couldn't understand the goods and the bads in their life because of usage of, of marijuana, which is just completely r- ridiculous. Then at the same the same time in 1936, a big church group came out with a cult. I guess it's a cult classic. I need to watch this movie. Um, I need to do like a live watch of this. It's so funny. In 1936, there was a movie called uh, Reefer Madness that came out, pro religious, and essentially it was a movie showing just a, a negative the negative sides of marijuana usage and just showed like people getting addicted, how it it, it promoted like violence for young people and, and promiscuity and, and developed into insanity for people, which is just all nonsense essentially. But all of this like marketing led to legislation and a lot of people in, in Congress actually wanted to hear from the American Medical Association or the AMA. Um, they wanted them to come up and, and come up with like supporting arguments for why marijuana was was bad and essentially they didn't want to stand behind that because they saw a lot of medicinal purposes and a lot of benefits to medical marijuana but congress went ahead and and anyways they they passed the marijuana tax act which is essentially that was the thing that banned in 1937 that effectively banned the sale and consumption of marijuana and so that was effectively the time period when marijuana started to to, or cannabis started to lose its its influence in society because now it became a federal federally illegal drug or substance to consume and use. Pharmaceutical companies eventually started to remove like the, the recommendations for cannabis and its medicinal purposes and how it could help people. And obviously, over the years, because of the fact that it was an illegal sub- a substance, started to lose its like beneficial perspective. Then during um, the 1970s, during uh, Ronald or uh, not Ronald Reagan, during uh, Nixon's presidency, he was the one that uh, declared like a war on drugs, and uh, that's when like the DEA was was established. And then from that point forward, they literally um, spearheaded the campaign to go ahead and like 
go after people um, and companies and, and individuals that were like using or promoting a cannabis usage. And it was at that same time period that marijuana was placed as a schedule one drug, which essentially classified it as a highly, as a, a drug that had a high potential for abuse and that there was no current medical uh, like uses for, for marijuana, which is just so crazy to think about. Like schedule one drugs are the, and like, for instance, cocaine is a schedule two drug, which means that it has some possibilities for assistance for people. Whereas like, Marijuana is, in the, is placed in the same category as like heroin, which is just insane when you think about it. And to this day, marijuana is still considered a Schedule One drug um, federally. And a lot of like states and a lot of politicians are really trying really hard to get that to be changed to at least remove it off of the schedule, you know, criteria and and give more lax control over the regulation of marijuana. And then. In 1991, the first medical marijuana initiative was passed in San Francisco in California. And that was like where it started to, to, to gain an aspect of, of reestablishment of a, as a medical, medically used drug. And so California in 1996 passed the first medical marijuana laws. And from that point forward, it started to roll out with Alaska, Oregon, and Washington in 1998, Colorado in 2000, 2003. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services received the first patents for for therapeutic usages for for cannabis and cannabinoids, um, and then finally in 2014, Colorado became the first state to legally sell cannabis for both recreational and medicinal usages. And then from that point forward, um, yeah, look, I mean, at the end of this uh, this research paper that I'm, I'm reading over. 33 states have uh, medicinal purpose or medicinal marijuana laws now. And then 10 states have passed recreational usage. And that's and that's changing now as well. And so uh, it's just crazy to look at the reason for why medical marijuana is, you know, for a long time it, it was, it had such a great history and it was used for a lot of different things and hemp was used for a lot of different things. And, to see that it was all just for like a, a campaign, like a marketing campaign that really caused it to be where it's at now. It's just wild. It's just, it's really crazy to think that even to this day, a lot of industries and a lot of things that are, would normally be beneficial for people are really put on the back burner or, or made illegal only because of people's selfish uh, financial reasons. It's just sad when you think about it. Like if you look at the history of things, and I brought it up yesterday in my yesterday's podcast. To this day, I don't understand how alcohol could be legal, but cannabis not. And it's just it's 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 so racist to think about like how it was all blamed on on Mex like our our financial instabilities in the 1930s during the, the Great Depression was due to Mexicans, which is just insane to think about. I mean, they're not the reason for why you know this country was going through an economic crisis during that time period. But people will use anything to pretty much promote an agenda. So, you know, some of these things that we go through nowadays and, and just the same thing where we fall in line with politicians or or extremists and, and certain political uh, spectrums and things that they want to push both from the from the liberals and, and the conservative side. It's just so unfortunate if people were to just do their research and, and 
actually delve further into facts and not opinions and not listening to people and actually look at the science behind things. And I know a lot of there's just this negative connotation of science as well that I would love to talk about eventually. I don't know any scientists, um, but I would love to just talk about just science for a week because I love science. And it's crazy to think that a lot of us just want to, to have this negative perspective on science, but that's true facts. That's facts uh, up until like it gets tested and, and proven against. But essentially that's what science is, is the study of learning and expanding on, on ideas because like the science of the 1700s obviously is not nowhere near the com- comparable to the science of 2000s. But yet in the 1700s, you could argue, oh, science is like illegitimate because it got disproven in the 1800s and in the 1900s. It's like that's the silliest way of looking at things. That's the way science is supposed to work. It's supposed to be disproven. You know, nothing is ever concrete. But yet nowadays people want to uh, attack science because it's not 100% factually true. It's like. Of course it's not. We would never be progressing as society if science was 100%. Um, But if a majority of the science and a majority of the facts are there in place that state that cannabis is just has no negative impact on medicinal usages, like when it's studied and applied in ways that it's supposed to be applied for. Because we can have a debate about recreational usage, and and I'll definitely – want to talk about that. That's going to be one of my podcasts. Like what are my thoughts on on – recreational usage and medicinal usage and and you'll be you'll be surprised to see what my 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 thoughts are on but no matter what medicinal usages where it's been proven that medical marijuana helps for certain things i don't know anyone that can argue against that point i mean it's just it's wild like if the science is there it should be allowed in all the states and yet it's not but we're working towards it and it's something that's eventually going to change whether people like it or not. And I'm sorry to those that I'm sorry, not sorry for people that are anti-marijuana. Look, I used to be in that same bandwagon until I opened my eyes and started to actually research the facts behind cannabis usage. But um, that's it. I just wanted to use today to talk about the history tomorrow. I'm going to talk about like more like the, the, the cannabis plant in general and like all the byproducts of, of the, the cannabis plant and, and more understanding the, the science and the terminologies of the flower itself um, or the plant. But until then, I will catch all of you manana. Peace.